Wow, we almost didn't make it to the Ashley Club. Our parents would have named us Valentine or Waynetta. Can you even imagine? Not at all. <laughs> Welcome to It's an Ashley Thing podcast. Did your headphones die? You said what? I said, did your headphones die? Yeah, my, I don't know why it didn't connect. Um, That's, um, that's Apple AirPods for you, but. (laughs) Telling people Apple is the devil. Y'all be paying $1,500. Stuff that quits in two weeks. And then they get you because you have to go replace it. You got to stand in line. Period. Uh, see, but Samsung, I would still, I would still give up my firstborn for Apple. I love this. I love this company. I love this company. <laughs> I love this company. I love this brand. I, I just, I love the design. I would not see. I couldn't see myself with anything else like Samsung and what's the other thing. Uh, Sprint, like LG. There we go, LG. Corolla. It's like, yeah, y'all are cute, but y'all are not. Y'all are not the one. Y'all are not the one I want to commit to. And that's, and that's what they bank on. They bank on you selling your future little Ashley eyes <laughs> to get that iPhone thirty down the line. Just going to do it. We started, we, we started in blood. We My lineage is forever with um, Apple. See, no. I will say <laughs> that. I said the only way I would ever get an iPhone is if my significant other was hellfire bent on it. He paid, he or she paid the bill mm. every, every month. <laughs> I want all the bells and whistles. I want bomb ass cases. Apple does have the monopoly on accessories because mm-hmm. trying to find cute cases is difficult. Mm, that's true. It's like, it's like Apple iPhone 5, Apple iPhone 11. I'm like, get out of here with that. <laughs> I don't care. Because the iPhone going to work for two weeks and it's done. It's a brick after that. I feel like that's what every Android <laughs> owner says until they get an Apple. Because, like, my. My brother um, was the last person to get an Apple iPhone. And, you know, for about probably like two years, he was like, oh, Apple's trash. It's not, you know, like versatile. Da-da-da. Bling, bling, blow. A ton of things. He hated it. And now he not only has an iPhone, but he has a MacBook desktop, the the laptop, the AirPods. I mean, he's completely converted and I think that that's just how the conversation goes with Android owners they they trash talk it and then they become the leaders of Apple and making YouTube video reviews used an iPhone I had gotten an iPhone on my plan for somebody mm-hmm. and I had to get them off my plan and I got the phone back <clears throat> long story short I only use it to watch adult videos online mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it still wasn't I would rather Use my Samsung every day. (laughs) 
Maybe that was too much information, but I'm gonna make that. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, bro! (laughs) Don't don't do that. (laughs) But ah, so wow, this is episode three. Episode three. I can't believe it. Ashley's out there. I know y'all can't either. Y'all are probably thinking, damn, I'm actually subscribed to this podcast. <laughs> I had one of my friends tell me, oh, you think because you're such a, a bomb podcaster now that you don't have to go to meetings. And what? <laughs> like, no, I don't. Period. Okay. Um, but you said um, the only way that you would get like an iPhone was if your significant other paid for it. And I think that the topic of significant others or partners is an interesting one because like just last week, like I was saying a little bit earlier today to you, I was watching this YouTube video and it was a black YouTuber uh, makeup artist and she shared her significant other was non-black and on in her video she touched on preferences like she's black she had a preference earlier in life of being with black males Mm -hmm. and as she got older she just kind of let go of that preference and now she's just kind of like I like whatever it is I like I'm gonna go after who it is and I go after I'm still pro-black and etc you know what have you that's not really the focus I want to have on here but you know, it just made me curious about, it made me curious about preferences in our significant others or our partners. Like, where do they come from in the first place? Right. Um, yeah, because like for me growing up, I, so I'm a black woman, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> y'all are listening. Um, I, I grew up and I, uh, I grew up in a very um, pretty versatile community. It was mainly like blacks and Hispanics or uh, Latinx community. We're interested in people who were not basically non-black, period. And then I think it was like when I was 19, I remember the moment I think I fell for someone who was black for the first time ever, ever. I had a crush on someone who was black. And um, ever since then, I just kind of had a preference of being in a serious, committed relationship with a black male. Uh, But, you know, in terms of my history, it's very much so uh, Latinx males or um, biracial males. But I still have a preference for, I guess, I don't know, this is going to sound really bad, but like a a black male, like just black. Um, So... I don't know where it comes from or why I'm so gun ho on it, but yeah. when you were saying like <laughs> I want it to be so inappropriate and just go, yeah, milk chocolate like Snickers bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you had to put it in terms of food. If I had to put it in terms of food, yes. The only thing mm-hmm. is that I don't I don't know if I like and when I say blackmail, like I don't mean like they have to be necessarily dark skinned. Right. But they just gotta be black. Um, that's my thing but I don't know why I'm so gung-ho on it and I just really wanted to like talk to you about that like where do your preferences come from do you have a preference as another black woman for black men do you not have a preference I, I guess 
just based on how I grew up, I don't really have a preference. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm Ashley M, and I am a Black female. Um, I grew up mainly, I would call a melting pot of people. Like, you could have Black neighbors, white neighbors, Hispanic neighbors, mm-hmm. um, people from, you know, like, the uh, Asian community, things of that nature. So I really grew up in, like, the gumbo mm-hmm. of Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and so, and then my parents divorced when I was young. <clears throat> and my stepmom, who is not Black, she's white, came to my life very early. And so I've always been, I've been exposed to both a Black couple and an interracial couple. So it's never been something to where I just felt like when I started dating um, that he would need to be Black. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first guy that I was truly in love with, like my boyfriend, he was white and he was like my best friend and things like that. And it didn't work out. We're not together. I'm single. Anybody, any males out there who are single looking, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to find us. <laughs> right, you can hit me up on Instagram to slide into them DMs. I check it daily. But, um, yeah, so I never really like grew up thinking, oh, I need to marry or be with someone who is also black. Mm-hmm. Now, I, my pref, I would say, if I had to look on on a different perspective, mm-hmm. they would need to be. What is the word I'm looking for? Attractive. Not necessarily attractive, but they need to have some sort of um, education on the black community. Oh, okay, okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. Yes. So. I'm definitely not looking for somebody who is like trying to culturally appropriate anything. <laughs> when, uh, that is like the worst period thing. Like, I mean, you do you boo boo, but I am not looking for that. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely want someone who not necessarily has to like go to rallies because I don't go to rallies. <laughs> <laughs> that but at least you know have some kind of like sense to know that yeah there are some things like towards the black community that they probably won't understand Mm. but they're willing to try to have some sort of understanding about it Mm. I don't want who's just like willful blindness like doesn't concern me um it kind of does if we're going to be together period so I need you to have some sort of sense and know that there are going to be things that are arise. It can be just as simple as, you know, us walking down the street and they're like, oh, you're that black girl. Something like that. Mm. I wouldn't want him to just go around fighting everybody, but <laughs> you need to know things are going to happen. And how are you going, going to um, handle those situations? Okay. Like, are you going to handle it like by trying to throw down with everybody who's on the street? We're going to have some sense and maybe educate people on why that's not okay. Oh. Like, there's so many challenges, I think, when it comes to interracial dating. What does it look like to be in a relationship with a Black woman with being yourself, but not feeling like you now have to fill in this void, like, fill in the space that you think is probably a void for her by emulating a Black man, even though you are non-Black? Like... Does that make any sense? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, like, like she's missing out on something because she's not with a black man. Yeah, so they like, act that's, that's when they the sound black or whatever or something. Right, like that. yeah, and that's that's not the case. And there could be, 
as me, like, there's nothing that I harbor against Black men. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Some added to some views on things. No, I definitely don't agree with. But, I mean, I would date a Black guy if he fit what I was looking for. Uh And the same with a white guy. Like, when I look, so, I'm on Bumble, right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have Bumble and I have Woo Plus, you know, for us thicker girls out there. (laughs) (laughs) Woo Plus. And I'll go through, I'll go, I found it through some, like, BBW blog. Uh I'll have to find it and, like, put it on Instagram or something. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, so when I set up my information and what I'm looking for, and I'm looking for somebody who's, has some moral status, like, you know the difference between right and wrong, point blank. Um, you definitely have some sort of family connection like to me people guys especially who don't have like familial ties is kind of sketchy like, yeah. you, don't have to be, like, you don't have to be like super close with your family mm-hmm. but like if you don't call your mom for her birthday and mother's day and christmas there's there's something going on there's mm. something a little suspect about that suspect so, <laughs> so I always look for that and like even I look at that before I even look at their pictures I try to see what it is about that person that draw would draw me in then I go back and look at your pictures and some of y'all let me just say mm-hmm. a photo shoot redo is necessary because <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily because of their face like they're very attractive but there's only so many gym pictures I can look at it a day. Because the number one, uh, that turns a woman off. Maybe not all. There may be some, like, really athletic women who feed on that. But, mm-hmm. like, as somebody who is known to be a couch bum, uh-huh. that is not what I'm looking for. Put on a suit every once in a while. Or if you work at McDonald's, show me a picture of you flipping burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't need to see you at the gym. If that's the only time you take pictures, then we're not going to click because I may go to the gym with you twice a week. Honestly, can we dive into the Bumble photos really quick? Because I, so first of all, I hate Bumble. I, I, I mean, let me, let me not say I hate it. I've used Bumble. I think it's a great app. I think it's a great platform, but just dating apps in general, I feel like it's, it's like, a, it's, it's. It's a love-hate relationship that I have with this platform. But the pictures, I think the red flags for me on a Bumble profile is when a guy has too many selfies and absolutely probably like zero or minimum photos of them with people. It, it Just outside. Like, show me that you know what a tree looks like. Show me that you drive. <laughs> show me that you eat. You know, but it's like I, I, it literally is such a huge turn away for me to see that you, that you, I don't know, like for me, I just get into the mind of like, you have to take time to like sit there and take these multiple photos that I know you took in one day, but you just changed your shirt to make <laughs> it seem like you had multiple. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're posting this. It's just like, I I don't know it's 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 major cringe it's just major cringe for me the gym photos the gym photos I like a few of them but some of them you can just tell that they took it really quick so no one could see them and it's like dude if you're that scared to take the gym photo 
just keep the phone in your pocket and finish the workout. Like, don't don't even take the photo. Like, it's just not even. Uh, it's yeah. There's a little. There's like little tiny things that I get so turned away from on Bumble, and then I end up deleting my app, deleting my account almost every single time. Probably a day later, every single time. <laughs> I keep mine, but I just want. Like, I think the last time I checked it was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'll be, I'll sit here and I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm wondering what's going on on Bumble. Girl, I've tried Bumble mm-hmm. Date, Bumble BFF. <laughs> what else? They have Bumble Business, but I'm like, that just seems like it's setting you up. It's a setup. First setup. It's just like, man, can you stop? <laughs> just, just put Bumble Date and Bumble BFF and, and leave it alone. Don't say right. Bumble Business. You know these people are not looking for business. <laughs> I changed my preferences. I've done all sorts of stuff, and I still be like, no, no, hell yeah. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like and well, then I'll match with somebody, and I'm not sure because mm. on Bumble, you, the girl has to make the first move, which I think is, I know it's for like a safety issue, so they don't just be sending dick pics all day. Yeah, but at the same time, like I don't know what to say. And I, the last time I was trying to be clever, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, tell me what your favorite pizza toppings are." <laughs> and this guy just goes, "Pepperoni." <laughs> Swipe left. <laughs> you you didn't want to like add more onto that. <laughs> Nothing. Literally, like, add pepperoni. more onto that. <laughs> I was like, you have a basic pepperoni what? pizza. What? Sorry, continue. <laughs> I was like, this is why I hate I hate online dating, but I also don't put myself in situations to go date. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably I don't know. If I did find somebody who I preferred, I probably won't even know. Mm. I'm horrible at flirting. Really? Like, hey. Oh yeah. I have, I'm I'm horrible at flirting. I have no game whatsoever. Ash. Like it it'll literally be happening to happening to me. My best friend used to hate it. We would go out and she'd like that guy was actually trying to get your attention. And I was like, where? <laughs> I had bartenders give me free drinks. Wow. And like one dude like handed me a drink, winked at me, and I said, thank you, and walked off. Like <laughs> Ash. I'm actually a little I'm actually a little low-key shocked. I feel like you are like maybe low-key very flirty. Just shocked by it that you're not at all um wow now, now get some drinks in me like back when in like 25 <laughs> 26 I was drinking every weekend to the point where I was like giggling all over the place my friends would literally purposefully get me drunk because I don't like clubs number one the only mm-hmm. time I ever want to go to clubs is if I've been drinking mm-hmm. so they start pouring me drinks and my best friend she is heavy-handed Mm-hmm. She would make me something, and then next thing I know, I'm like, I want to go dancing. And she's like, yes! <laughs> so I done put on makeup, showing up at the club at, like, midnight. I done danced all my liquor off. Like, I can get I can get flirty then. Like, I literally had one dude, because I'm tall, I'm 6'2", mm-hmm. and I had this short dude who literally laid his head in my boobs <laughs> and was just, we were just rocking back and forth. And I'm drunk. <laughs> so I'm just like, 
yeah, like singing. <laughs> and his head, like, he literally just, like, you know, that whole, like, almost like motorboat, but he was just like, <laughs> I was just like, oh. and then it wasn't until I got home that I was like, <laughs> he rubbed his whole sweaty face. Oh my gosh. Yes, I had to go take a shower. Yeah, I am not a clubber. I'm not a clubber either. Um, I don't think any, honestly, now that I think about it, I don't know too many Ashleys that actually like to go to clubs. Like, we really are the quirky bunch. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot of Ashleys that willfully go to clubs. Willfully, there we go. Willfully go to clubs. It's always like, you know, your friend like, hey, let's go out and get a few drinks. And then you end up at the club. And if you live Dallas, Texas, Escapades is probably <laughs> the worst place to go. I mean, I don't know. It's just It used to be good back in the day. Like, if you want to hear, like, because there's multiple clubs. There's, like, six or seven clubs, mm-hmm. buildings of clubs on that property. <laughs> but after a while, it's like, I just want to go home. Period. I would rather go to the the gay clubs. That's where I I thrive. Period. No drama. I get to dance all up on everybody. Just really quickly about the whole Bumble thing. Um, I'm trying to figure out how and why people are on Bumble during quarantine. It's like, (laughs) what could you possibly do, say, like, you... I don't like to get on these dating apps and become pen pals, like talking for hours, centuries. It's like, dude, if we're not meeting up in person, I'm just going to unmatch. You know what I mean? And so I'm like just thinking about quarantine and these dating apps. And it's like, what do, what are people doing? Like, are they (laughs) honestly like, like what could you possibly do? Like our hands are tied in terms of like, you know, romantic, stuff like our hands are tied there's there's nothing to do in terms of meeting new people and going on dates nothing except talking i have a friend and then my sister who are using like dating apps Mm -hmm. and they've been like meeting up and she was like like, no i've been under quarantine he's been under quarantine we're good i was like I don't think that that's that may not necessarily be how that works. Wow. But then to each their own. Because I mean, some people, maybe you could do a Zoom date. Not a Zoom date. (laughs) (laughs) Not a Zoom date. (laughs) Video. Was it on Facebook or it might have been Instagram of this guy in his apartment building and he saw this girl from across buildings right and he's like waving at her or whatnot he used his drone oh i've seen this yeah to uh-huh. drop his phone number to her and she <clears throat> actually called and they kept having like these little zoom dates and he would go out on like his balcony mm-hmm. she would be on the roof of that apartment building she lived at they would have dates via i zoom. saw that i thought that was cute i thought that like I think he um, he was like in a bubble wrap thing, and they went walking. Oh out yeah, he, yeah. Um, just something about him, though. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really cute, but I have this thing now 
where it's like, why did you feel the need to capture this and like show the whole world? It's yeah. I don't know, like for me, it's like if you genuinely liked her, why not just keep it between yourselves or what happened and then just move on? Now it just seems now it just seems like you're pursuing this for the obviously it's not completely for this reason, but like now it just seems like you're pursuing this for the sense of like what the scenario is versus who the girl is and what you guys can potentially be. Like, I don't know, just something about him was just so like the word is not clout chasing, but that's the only thing that can come to mind. It's just very just cloudy, really? like, ugh, I don't know. I just So it takes the authenticity out of it because he filmed it. It it yeah, it takes the it takes the um the genuineness mm-hmm. out of it, I would say. I want to use the word genuine um, because it's like, I think it's authentic what's going on, but is it genuine? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you a little, I don't know, just something about that is weird. Which brings me on- honestly to another question I wanted to ask was like, when it comes to, you know, your significant other and like, since we are in like this very social media age and you know, public displays of everything, like career, like, oh, yeah, I woke up, you know, take a picture of that, that you just woke up, some nonsense. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's just like, when it comes to your significant other, do you publicly display that or do you keep it to yourself? Like, do you keep it to an in-person thing or do you have to um, display that for people to see? I guess it kind of depends on why you're doing it like is this part of your everyday job type thing like are you a social media influencer mm-hmm. I mean, is that is that your job is to post videos <clears throat> online and that's why you feel that you have to capture it yeah. or some people just want to be a part of the whole because like even when you watch different commercials it's like that now like all these commercials have outfitted their commercials towards staying at home and doing things at home. So I think a lot of people are just wanting to be a part of that, just wanting to be a part of that movement and show that, Hey, you know, we're staying at home too. We're social distancing. I mean, in general, like in general, like for you personally, like, would you, would you feel the need to display on your social media, your, your significant other for people to see, or would you rather, keep that between yourself of like hey you know you're dating whoever it is you're dating like do you want to keep that just within yourself and not displayed on social media in general I probably would only because like Ashley at 22 23 when I first my very first social media was well my first social media was MySpace but you know (laughs) I would say Twitter and I would tweet everything like oh going to the club oh drinking my face off <laughs> hashtag turnt I don't know just weird stuff like that uh-huh. but like with a significant other I mean it just depends I wouldn't tweet or post every little thing like right. babe watch brush his teeth today we both took a shower at some point today <laughs> we shared a coat I wouldn't do that but I would probably, depending on the, the type of events that are going on, like, mm-hmm. they got a promotion today and we're on quarantine, or he got a promotion, I would probably share things like that because a lot of our family, like for me, especially I have family in Louisiana, 
mm-hmm. who I really only get to communicate with them through Facebook. Okay. Yeah. So most yeah. of the time I do post pictures of like me or my sister, my family, uh, mm-hmm. friends. My dog has his own hashtag on Instagram. <laughs> So, I should have known. <laughs> I definitely do stuff like that. I should have known. <laughs> yeah. I feel he's like for me. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying he's a gangster. He, he deserves <laughs> his own um, I say this all the time, but I'm not a secretive person, but I'm discreet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I feel like even in this social media age, like I would definitely. I would definitely, like, maybe keep, like, close friends and family up to date on, like, Facebook, but, like, platforms like Instagram, Twitter, and uh, what else is out there? Snapchat, uh, YouTube. I would definitely not intentfully post my significant other, my partner, on my platform. Just because it's, Mm -hmm. like, I would then feel obligated, like, just me how I think naturally, I would then feel literally obligated to fill you in even more later down the road of things that are going on. Not like, oh my gosh, like we broke up and whatever. But it's just kind of like whenever I, whenever I open a little bit of the door, then it's like, now I feel like I have to let you in the house. And it's like, that's why I would, for someone like me, I would, I just, I can't afford to, dabble into that you know exposing or sharing my uh significant other on social media that's i can respect that yeah <clears throat> yeah that's how we all like this is my man's ain't he fine <laughs> no he's gonna be all fine yeah he gonna be fine okay <laughs> all y'all jealous because it's all mine <laughs> Which, honestly, like, I'm the type of person where I don't think I'm, like, possessive or controlling. Mm-hmm. I like I like a very hands-off. I, I'm the type of person where it's, like, I don't want to tell you what to do, how to do things, etc. When it comes to, like, significant partners or significant others, I would rather you do it on your own. Like, you do what, how you do, how you move. Like, if you're the type of person who doesn't take out the trash, but you most likely, like, cook and clean at night, that's what you naturally do, then, like, I would more than likely be the person to take out the trash and whatever. Like, you know, I'm, I don't know, like, I just, I don't like to impose. So when it comes to showing off my partner, and let's say, for instance, this person is really attractive, like, I guess this is dabbing into the conversation of cheating and stuff like that. Emotional cheating and literal cheating. and Sorry, physical cheating. It's like, for me, if someone were to cheat on me, I wouldn't feel like I would, I would be shocked maybe. But there's literally nothing else for me to do because I literally watched how it is that you move and you showed me that you can't be trusted around, like, friends or something like that. So there's nothing... There's no, there's no reason for me to like ball or be sad about that because I can't hide someone who I'm dating with for forever. But if you cross that line, then it's like there's nothing for me to do other than to literally move on to the next. So for people who like don't ever share their partner around their friends and stuff like that because they think, oh, like my partner is going to be flirting with all my girlfriends or whatever. I feel like I would honestly I would just say to those people, 
get it over with. If they're gonna cheat, bro, they're gonna cheat. If they're not, then they're not. And or you need to reevaluate your friends. Because if your friends that's, that's are going to uh, even just thinking about it, I would probably tackle <clears throat> my friends in the face. But if your your friends are the issue, then you, you need to get rid of your friends. My thing is like if you have to be secretive or discreet about it, there are underlying issues. It's either you may not think you're jealous or you have a jealousy streak or possessive streak, but you do mm-hmm. in some way. Because even like you just said, like if you feel like you you're basically promoting him out there by sharing him on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that it, it creates a gateway for possible cheating. That means number one, you either haven't picked the right partner or you haven't picked the right friends and family to have in your life. I think for the social media one, I wasn't worried about, that's not the mentality I have for the social media, like sharing them on social media. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like my social media, it's like there's there's people who I can't control who see my profile in general. Right. And so for that, it's like, I'm literally, I'm literally telling my story in my life to randos, including my significant other into it. And it's just like, that's where I'm like, I, I I would feel obligated to let people know more. And it's like, for what reason when I don't even know half of y'all personally, but in terms of sharing them like to my friends and family in person, mm-hmm. like that's a different, like I was getting at a different context or a different point. Um, but yeah, I, I um, yeah, I just wanted to, I guess, clarify that part. Like, it's not, I wouldn't not share someone on social media because I think that they would cheat. Like, I guess, but I guess it applies to both, whether it's on social media or in person. It's like, if I, if I share you with multiple friends and family and you decide to be, you know, honestly ridiculous and like cheat with either my friends or my, God forbid it's family. I think for family, if someone that you're dating cheats on you with a family member. That's almost worse. I'm going I, I'm I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail from killing somebody. I don't know if it's gonna be the family member first or the partner. <laughs> it's gonna be the partner first for sure. Then it will be the family member. I just think that that's oh. absolutely wrong. Like why would yeah. you dabble into that? Like that, oh girl. So question is your social media not set to private? Oh, I deleted um, all my social media actually. Right. So, like, you <laughs> about sharing with people that you don't know i'm like well first of all should be said private so it is people <laughs> that you only know that would be. yeah whenever i had social media my my profile was public mm, that's where you messed up that's where i messed up I but i feel like private mind. is just boring like private is just like half the time when i end up getting the okay for like you know if a friend or someone i know or don't even know lets me gets me the okay that oh yeah you can see my profile now that was once private it's like I look at their feed and I'm like this is not like this is boring like like I hate to sound like that but it's like what are you hiding with all these boring posts like what what's the point of being private (laughs) it's probably the same mentality you have you know they don't want just strangers looking at their kids or their family. For me, I don't want just everybody looking at my dog. What if he becomes famous and, and somebody tries to come after my dog? I mean, it can be the same thing. Just limit. And there are so, I've been having this issue on Instagram because hmm. mine was not, I don't have it set to private. 
but on Instagram, I don't post as much on there as I do like Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. but or Twitter and Facebook. But I'm having issues with like these weird like scam or spam like Russian or whatever. It's like a picture, like an anime picture of like some girl in a bikini that they've tagged my name to. Mm. So I keep getting them and like, you've been tagged in this photo or that photo. So then I have to go in, untag myself, block them, report them. I'm like, that's just a lot to do. Too much work. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why it does make a difference to keep a lot of those spammers out for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, what's so interesting is that I... I had this realization, I think like two years ago with friends. I was in in an Uber ride and I was like, a eureka moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in terms of my history, the most successful relationships that I've had have been with non-Black males. Mm -hmm. But mind you, my preference is with Black males. Right. And the black males who I have had, like, either, like, dated or things of that stuff, like, it's, um, it's nice, it's cool, they're sweet, but it just never ends up being as successful compared mm-hmm. to the non-black males who I've had um, dating history with. And yeah. I'm just like, if that's the case, then I'm really curious to know why my preference for, <laughs> for a significant other, a committed significant other relationship is with a black male. If it's never successful compared to right. non-black males. Like, so have you ever experienced think, that? I would say, do you think it's more based off of how you grew up or what you've seen for like, successful couples? Or is it just something that you just have always seen for yourself without any outside influences I would say the latter um I think growing up like I mean obviously you know I saw my parents and um you know like family friends like just the relationships were pretty basic like just kind of like okay like you know like married and but it's like I wasn't like my school like like schooling and things like that like I was always either like the only black person or it wasn't a lot of black people like I guess Mm -hmm. in terms of the selection so I wasn't drawn to black men or boys growing up because there wasn't many around and they weren't checking for me (laughs) you know the athletes it was a typical story like the athletes who were black went after non-black women or girls that's in high school Mm-hmm. I mean, for obvious reasons, but it was just kind of like they were not checking for the black girls. And then it wasn't until like my selection exposure to more black men in like college and onward that I realized, oh, wow, like I actually really like black guys. Mm-hmm. And whenever, whenever I was checked for as a black woman, I mean, I was like, oh, wow, like that's that, you know, and mm-hmm. Ever since then, it's just been, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, related to outside experiences versus, like, you know, what it is that I, like, my fam, like, my mom and dad or something like that. I don't know if that was a question that you asked. I forgot. (laughs) So it's just more, like, life experiences has made your preferences 
to more black males. Yeah. And they can be light skin, dark skin, middle, milk chocolate skin. You know what's so interesting is that I noticed that in terms of lighter skin black males, mm-hmm. like I had, and okay, that's another spectrum. So it's like in terms of lighter skin black males, I have more of a success rate than with darker skin black males mm-hmm. within okay. the category of black males. So and what do you think that is, though? I have no idea. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. To this day, I'm like, why do I? Why am I always in this type of predicament? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like it's the, the lighter it is, if they're lighter skinned than me, it's a success rate period, whether they're black or they're non-black. If they're darker skinned than me, actually, that that's kind of true for one that's not. This one guy was Indian, and um, he was a tad bit, like maybe a shade darker. And that one was a success rate, kind of. <laughs> A mess. That story is a mess. I don't even want to get into it, but, um, but basically, overall, if, they, if the the darker that they are, my skin tone onward, then in terms of my history, the probability is that it won't work out as much. So, do they have any other common besides like the the skin tone or whatever? Do they have any other commonalities that you can pinpoint of why the relationship went wrong? Um, I mean, you don't have to tell the story if you don't want to. No, no, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Like, I, I, there's, there's one particular scenario where, um, you know what? Actually, I think it is Ash. I think it's dominance. Mm-hmm. I really think it's dominance. Like, I don't think I'm necessarily a dominant person, like your typical dominant woman who, like, mm-hmm. maybe overdoes it to just show that she's dominant, but that's a different thing. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily dominant, but I definitely am very vocal mm-hmm. and uh, assertive. And I know myself, like I'm not unsure, like there, are, I'm still knowing myself, getting to know myself, but like there are certain things about me that I'm not unsure of at this age, because I've gone through the experience that confirmed what it is that I am and what it is that I like. And, da, 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 da. Yeah. and it's like, I guess whenever I look at the relationships with men who and I don't want to play into stereotypes with darker skinned black males of being dominant and all these just really whatever like that's not def that's definitely not true um for all of them um but in terms of the guys who I was attracted to I was attracted to I guess you know underneath their dominance and because the fact that I'm also very assertive and guess it just butted heads with some of them and with people who (laughs) were people who were lighter skinned than me whether they were black or non-black they were attracted to my dominance mm-hmm. but they never really challenged it yeah. um and it's not to say that they were weak or anything like that but they just they were more so attracted to it which in some cases I was like why are you why do you why are you attracted to that like that's just kind of weird I'm not like you know some superwoman. I'm just telling you that I don't want chocolate chip in my spaghetti you know what I mean has no one ever told you that they don't want chocolate chip in their spaghetti like why is that you know a phenomenon and so yeah I, I think that that's what actually it is now that I think about it it's just the dominance like it's it butts heads compared to people who are maybe not as dominant it definitely be an issue 
Because if you have two people who are, I guess, too dominant, there, there sometimes can only be one alpha. And most men are not okay with being a beta. They, they want to be alpha. But then you have some men who they don't mind being a beta because Ugh. it's not yeah. necessarily that you're being dominant over them. It's your strength that they admire because some men like are used to being with women who are very subservient to them mm-hmm. in ways and it doesn't have to mean like sexually or right. physically it can be even like mentally like some women and I was telling this to my friend one day some women just want to be taken care of mm-hmm. and they don't really mind they don't really argue put up a fuss or anything, they just, they go with the flow because that's either something they've grown up with or yeah. they have had someone who was nurturing or took care of them when yeah. they were growing up. So they look for that in a partner. Mm-hmm. You have some women who are like, I can take care of myself. I am highly educated. Um, I can make decisions. I know what I want. I don't want stupidity in my life. <laughs> so they're literally just looking for a partner. Someone who maybe brings the same thing to the table and then y'all can work it out together. But there are some guys who don't want a strong woman. I would say strong, not necessarily dominant. Yeah, yeah, that's the perfect word. Yes. Strong. They want someone who's going to let them have their way, whether it's right, wrong, indifferent. It's like, I want to go buy these Jordans. Okay. Versus, well, we need to be saving up to get, you know, this and this and this fixed. Or your kids need some shoes. You're not getting no Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> not the kids. This <laughs> is different things. And like one person who always comes to mind when I think about stronger women is my stepsister. Don't get me wrong. When she wants to be, she can be a bitch. <laughs> and we've all told her that to her face. She thrives on it. Mm-hmm. but she runs like her husband is a teacher mm. so he he's better with like getting to the kids on their level like when they get in trouble her first instinct is to scream <laughs> where <laughs> he like gets eye level explains what they did because I mean he works with kids every day right so they balance each other out in a lot of ways yeah. but she does sometimes have this we're getting this done we're getting that done like the whole term of honeydew list Mm-hmm. For any of you millennials who don't know what that is, I don't. <laughs> your husband or your significant other has downtime. So whether like he's a teacher, my dad gets them all the time because he's a security guard for the high school that my stepsister's husband works at. Oh wow! So they're both off during the summer. So during the summer, my stepmom comes up with a list of things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. And she'll do them with him, but there's certain things, of course, that he doesn't want her doing that need to be get done during the summer. Those, those are what a honeydew list is to where, you know, you have some downtime, you have an extended weekend. Okay, we're going to get this, this, and this. We're going to do the gutters. We're going to hang lights. We're going to mow the lawn. And some guys hate that, but she does that every year. Wow. They know what needs to be done. Now that they've bought a house, it's even more <laughs> pressure. Like, hey, uh-huh. we got to get this, this, and this done. I can't wait to have a partner that you can give a honeydew list to. Because you're also <laughs> every week. 
laundry. Every <laughs> I know you don't like to do that laundry. <laughs> I know I, you don't I like don't to want to hear it. no fighting. You said when we got married, there wasn't the vows that you would do laundry. <laughs> like I um I was gonna say that in terms of like you know being a strong woman and beta males I don't I don't uh like okay <laughs> I just want to say this really quickly but it's like I don't I don't prefer to I think maybe use the word beta because I think that for the you know scenarios of where I've been like in more successful like relationships with non-black and black males who were lighter skin um it's been like they they were very like you know masculine and dominant in what it is that they do but they weren't they weren't turned away from I guess how you perfectly worded it my strength Instead mm-hmm. of me being a more maybe on the timid side, which there's nothing wrong with that for all the Ashley's out there. There's nothing wrong with being timid. I don't think I'm necessarily a timid person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I don't, I'm not really like, in terms of a beta male, I guess it's just my perception and prejudice of what they are and what they're about. Not really interested in that. Um, I think I'm more interested in, you know, obviously someone who's, firm and stuff like that but if they're dominant or strong-willed or strong-minded and I'm also strong-willed and strong-minded it's just not gonna work versus someone who is more open-minded but like there's like they're confident but they're not like your stereotypical hyper-masculine dominant beast you know what I mean it's just like They're more on the lack side. They're more, um, I guess, outwardly tender and uh, expressing that. So, but I don't know if that makes them a beta male because I feel like a beta male, I can't remember what YouTube video was that I was watching, but they were like explaining and they were like, a beta male doesn't like, they were saying how like, you know, an alpha male likes the sense of community and mm-hmm. gathering and kind of leading and providing in that sense. And a beta male likes to basically, uh, tear that down like they don't like a sense of community they're rather scattered and uh, single-minded things like that more selfish like right. drake like drake is a perfect example <laughs> of a beta male and i i hate to say it i hate to bring up another celebrity name and bash but drake let's just be honest like drake really drake is the epitome of a beta male right. i don't know if you like drake like that but he's, he's still fun I think Drake's cute. He's cute. I wouldn't say I fine. think he's cute. He's not like Morris Chestnut. Fine. You think Morris Chestnut? <laughs> I saw and I saw a recent picture of Morris Chestnut. You know, he's like almost fifty. Oh, really? Okay. Let me fact check that because I could be wrong. <laughs> but I was like. That's like he, don't get me wrong. He was fine back in the day. Right, he was really, really good looking. Those crisp white teeth mm-hmm. across that black skin. He is fifty one years old. He's fifty one. He's fifty one years old, and it's like he's grown even more. Like those chiseled. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. There's I better some... call a doctor soon. <laughs> she gonna pass out. Yes. Like he ain't more chestnut fine. But he's he's good. 
he's not, you know, black equivalent. Chris Hemsworth. Not gonna lie. Chris Hemsworth, really? Or, and like one of my friends tried to call me out. We were having a conversation playing video games the other day uh-huh. about um what was it? Was it sexualizing mm-hmm. mm. women and how so some of the guys I play with, like they're like um Gabriel's not ex-military, but the rest of them are pretty much ex-military, like ex-army or in the Marines and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so the two army guys we play with, they're friends like in real life, not just through PlayStation. Okay. And so he was, <laughs> they were kind of giving like their feedback on, you know, sexualizing other women. And he was like, before you say anything, he was like, that whole thing about just because I'm dressed like this uh, doesn't mean you can just approach me. He's like, well, why wouldn't I if you're dressed like that? And so we started talking and like even my friend Gabriel was like, well, actually he's the biggest uh, committer of sexualizing. I'm like, how am I not? I was like, I see people for every part of themselves. And he goes, so you haven't made the most lunacious objectifying, that's what it is, objectifying comments about Chris Hemsworth. I was like, I talk about Chris Hemsworth and his wife because his wife is gorgeous. <laughs> if we got, if we got, if we want to adopt a a third wife as a thruple, I'm down for that. I'm like, I'm an equal opportunity objectifier. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I will. Honestly, that blows my mind. Like it blows my mind that. Like, I'm not even trying to get into, like, you know, oh, my gosh, like, you know, like, I guess feminist-related conversations or whatever. But it's just, it blows my mind because this has happened recently. Like, when a guy, just because of what it is that you're wearing, Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on the guy. Because, obviously, if you're attracted to them and someone approaches you, then you're not going to think twice about some of the things that they say. I mean, obviously, like, unless it's, like, absolutely disrespectful then right. you know you would stop the conversation but like if it's them approaching you in general and they're attractive then you're not gonna have an issue but if it's someone who's not that you're, that you're not attracted to and they approach you based off what is that you're wearing it feels uncomfortable right and so but my thing is like when a guy vocalizes like i love how i don't know like let's say for instance you're wearing like tight skinny jeans like to be like I love the way that you know your skinny jeans look on your legs or something like that it's like you can think that all day I can't stop you from thinking you know what I mean like God bless you but for you to vocalize some of these thoughts and like some of them are just very inappropriate I just I can't make the connection as to why it has to be vocalized why are Mm -hmm. you telling me this like it does it just doesn't do anything like for me it's like why are you telling women these super sexual like sexualizing them number one and then telling them what it is that you're sexualizing them about or for right and I like I, them, I, was, I was like there's a difference between going up to a woman and saying oh you look really nice tonight um can I buy you a drinkless dance versus going up to girl I love the way your ass look in them jeans mm-hmm. you DPF no there's a difference and so I'm like that's when it becomes an issue and so his argument was like well if he was attractive that wouldn't mean I'm like no I'm like even if you're attractive and I I find you attractive just the words coming out of your mouth kills the attractiveness for me period let him know it completely 
kills it, dilutes it. Like, I don't want anything to do with you at that point. Because you've already told me, you've already shown me who you are. And, like, most guys don't realize that. Like, you've already shown me that you're kind of disgusting. And and I'm probably not the first person you said that to tonight. Period. So that, that already tells me all I need to know about you. I feel like attraction, like being, for me, like being an attractive person is so overrated. Like it's, it's for me, it's like, you have to think about it. You're going to come across multiple attractive people in your life, whether you're with, whether you're in a committed relationship, whether you're not, like it shouldn't be a phenomenon for you to either talk to an attractive person for an attractive person to come to you, blah, 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 blah. Like that alone, like them, them physically without them opening their mouth should not be a phenomenon. Like, but whenever they open their mouth, they show you what the, what they think about, like what they mm-hmm. like and et cetera. Like that should be the determining factor as to why you entertain someone. Right. Uh, I'm not saying attract being, like, I'm not saying that the outward appearance doesn't matter in terms of who it is that I pick as a partner, but I'm saying in general, like just someone being, sometimes I feel like attractive people get a pass, like super attractive people get a pass for some of the dumbest things. It's like, mm. why? It's just because the fact that you know, Drake looks the way that he looks, which honestly, back to the Drake thing. I think that Drake is cute because I love I love how wide apart his eyes are. I know that sounds really weird, but I'm an <laughs> I'm a I'm an eyes girl. I care about the eyes. Like I look at the eyes first, okay. like what shape they are, how wide apart they are, how close together they are, and then the color. The color doesn't really matter that much. Um, I like to look at the lashes. How long are your lashes? Like, it sounds so dumb. I'm probably the only person who cares about eyes, but I care about the eye shape and how wide apart they are. And I just love that about Drake. So I just wanted to add that really quickly. But attractive people are overrated. I just wanted to say that as well. Um. (laughs) How wide apart their eyes are. I have never heard that before. And now I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, how how wide apart are Morris Chestnut's eyes? <laughs> They're pretty close together. They're pretty close together. I can't even lie. But um, when he did the squint thing, like the whole like sexy smolder, I don't even care. Uh, I'm gonna pick you right now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. But he looks so much better now. Mm. Like even like younger, he was like real like muscular and um just young faced looking but like now with like the gray hair and his goatee maybe I just like older dudes maybe because I'm getting older and I'm like should be going for like a 50 year old <laughs> you said a what year old <laughs> I thought I should be going for a 40 or 50 year old period maybe maybe try it out 32 I mean yeah. hell Ash you you still yes like I say still I, I'm an advocate for, um, I don't want to use the word experiment, but it's just kind of like, why live your life in a supposed to lens? Like, I'm not saying I'm going to go out and date a 70-year-old just because, number one, we don't have that much in common. <laughs> uh, and number two, it's just like, for me, like, I don't know. I just think that it's just really important to have multiple um not like multiple like 50 60 different types of scenarios but like just a a wide range of just people age mentality um Mm -hmm. 
spirit. Um, and I think that that just, it's just important. I don't know. That's another preference, excuse me, that I have is just like the closeness of age, but more so not even really the necessary like age ain't nothing but a number. Um, I hate to right. mention this guy's name, but R. Kelly. Um, I think that for me, it's more so the spirit. Like, what is your soul like? Like, are you an old soul? Are you a young soul? But you're just, I don't want to use the word trapped in a, you know, a 40-year-old body or something like that. I don't know. But, like, it's, it's, it's more so what's the soul and the spirit behind it. Because, I mean, I'm, you know, 23, but there's a still, there's a still, there's still a level of me that's the same that I was when I was, like, 10, Right, you know what I mean, and like the spirit kind of stays the same relatively. It's just like the character that right. changes. Um, your maturity level, maturity level, yes. Because um, I'm not looking for like a, a what is my word, <laughs> a frat boy, but oh, I also no. want no old man. We ain't gonna be sitting <laughs> pushing you around and we sitting on rocking chairs and shit together. I'm not there yet. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we dove a little bit into our preferences, kind of why being strong minded versus dominant, just differentiating that, you know, <laughs> um, age. <laughs> we talked about Drake. We talked about a lot of. <laughs> As a fine Morris Chestnut. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about him. Like, I think he's cute. He's definitely a handsome man. Like, that's just hands mm-hmm. down. But, like, for me, it's like Morris. Number one, your name is Morris. I think that that's what it is. I don't <laughs> like his name. I don't like his oh, name. <laughs> But I do like the ring of uh, Mrs. Ashley Chestnut. Just saying. Okay, I just second dig with that. I I could be Ashley C instead <laughs> of Ashley M. <laughs> just put it out there. Is he married? By the way, <sighs> that's a good question. While I'm over here making plans, <laughs> I know he has a son because his son has been going up on Instagram. Oh, I know he has a son. Um, oh, dang, he is married. Him and his wife have been together since '95. What? Yes, it is Hold 20 up. 15 years. Wow. But, yeah, 15 years. And they have a son and a daughter. I cannot believe he's married this whole time. Yeah. Wow. Oof. Okay. I mean, that's I don't know what his wife looked like, but let me know if you need a side girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> so done. My spectrum of guys who like I don't know if I told you I've been having this reoccurring dream mm. that Brad Pitt offered to help me have a baby. Oh. And I was told I've had it more than once. This is not like, it was a one and done. I don't know what happened. I think it was after I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I had a dream that I was at the Oscars. I was getting an award for, you know, best female leading actress or whatever the crap it is. <laughs> and, like, in 
in like a genre like Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, uh, who else was in there? This big name, freaking uh, oh my god, I can never remember her name. But anyways, <laughs> we were there. I got there early because you know sometimes I arrive on time, sometimes I'm too early, and sometimes I'm too late. But, <laughs> but right there, and you know, just walking around, meeting and greeting, and he don't drink anymore. But I was having a whiskey. And he's like, oh, you want to go for a walk? And I was like, sure. So we go walking, just having a good little chat. We hadn't worked together yet, but we had like upcoming projects. It was so detailed that when I woke up, it's like, I felt like this was my dream. And that was reality. (laughs) That detailed. (laughs) But yeah, like he offered to help me have a child. Wow. I was like, okay. Like the old fashioned way, or you just gonna be in a cup? I mean, can you imagine experiencing both? Not only did you get to sleep with Bad Pitt, but you've had his baby. Wow. I couldn't envision that little, that little uh, mixed baby in my head. Oh my gosh. I had, my mom was like, You must, that was a nightmare. You had something bad you shouldn't have ate before you went to bed. <laughs> Brad Pitt is fine. Brad Pitt is so fine. I think, I think he. Okay, this is my this is my thing though. I think he looks really good, mm-hmm. but I, oh, I have to force myself to like his voice. Um, I don't really? like the way it necessarily sounds because I don't think that the voice that he presents is his actual mm-hmm. voice. It's more like his speaking voice. Oh, don't tell me that because if I was to ever hear him and he was like. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like that movie Grown Ups when they were like, oh, oh, watch to, oh my god, you have to watch it. But <laughs> all the women were looking at this dude at the water park where he had the tiniest little uh, swim shorts on, flexing <laughs> his muscles, and he come over there with a little squeaky voice. <laughs> like, uh, but I love Brad Pitt's voice. I would let him narrate stuff to me. Uh, it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem real to me. Like that's that's the only thing. But I'll tell you who else is really fine. Who I love his voice, Simon Baker. Oh, I know who you're talking Simon about. Simon Baker is the finest man I have seen. He's like Australian, right? I think he's Australian too, which is even more attractive to me. But it's like. I again, I'm the eyes, I'm oh. the eyes girl. His eyes are nuts. Like it's not even about the color; it's the shape, how sad it looks. It's just like Simon. I I I don't know how anyone could ever say no to this man, whether it's a business deal or whether it's you know, can, can I steal your car? Like how could you ever say no to <laughs> someone who has eyes like Simon Baker? That's all I got to say. I just googled a picture of him, and the first one that pops up, he got this like beard and mustache his floppy hair and some glasses oh god oh, guys with glasses can we talk about that? You, you you can get it you can get it like period what do you want from me you want you know my ovaries <laughs> <laughs> you want my he is just so fine like i like typically like Again, I guess this is back to preferences. Like, typically, like, I don't really, I don't know, like, blondes. I know a lot of girls are probably, like, into blondes and blue eyes and whatever. 
I'm not really, you know, crazy about that. Um, but Simon is like the only probably blonde hair, blue eye guy who I would risk it all for. Period. Ooh. He's just it's, it's the eyes. Too. It's the eyes. I'm telling you, it's the eyes. I don't know more stress than I would risk it all. <laughs> I'd get coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about Morris. I don't know if he changed his name. Maybe, maybe I would risk it. I would yeah. risk it for a David Morris. I would risk it for <laughs> a Michael Morris, but not a Michael Chestnut, but not a Morris Chestnut. I'm sorry. I just don't on that boy's name. Like his name is not who he is. <laughs> You could call him M. Uh, I don't know. While I'm thinking about it, I have to do a correction from last episode. So, last episode, we talked about Jeff Bezos and the Sugar Babies and how his wife got like $8, million, $8 billion from him. That is a correction. She got $48.5 billion. Wow during their divorce. She is the fourth richest woman in the world. Wow. That just blows my mind. I mean, like, granted, like, prior to their marriage and whatnot, she was, um, I think she still writes books. But she's a novelist. Um, She has since their divorce, or prior to their divorce, she started, like, an anti-bullying organization called bystander revolution but other than that i couldn't really find a whole lot of the things that she's done but could you imagine because i think she worked for him at amazon Mm. she was one of his first like delivery drivers i think really yeah so she worked with amazon so that's why he was like yeah she deserves every penny of that but i was like 48 billion you that's multiple lifetimes over like no one will ever spend that i mean you could probably but no one would ever spend that amount oh my bad sorry sorry i thought it like went out i i i wouldn't know what to do with that amount of money um before we close is there any lingering thoughts that you have on the topic of um, racial preferences for romantic partners? I would say, I know it sounds cliche to say that like color and race doesn't matter, but if that is something that matters to you, then go with it. I, I ultimately say, look for someone who is going to, what is the word, enhance your life. Mm-hmm. So someone, because you don't, you don't necessarily need someone to have a life. Like I've been, I've been single for a long time, mm-hmm. and there are days where I'm like, I wish, especially with the whole COVID stuff and being by myself. Mm-hmm. There are times where I was like, I wish I had a partner to chill at home with. Mm-hmm. Like even like when it first started, I was living. Me and my sister were living together, right. so it definitely made a difference of having someone on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. to laugh and chat with and we would go to the store together and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I could definitely see how I would want that to be with my partner mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you kind of have to go based off of what it is you're looking for um mm-hmm. someone who treats you right who respects you 
and who will allow you to also be those things for them because believe it or not there are people who just want you there as decoration yeah and shouldn't be the case it should definitely be something to where not only do I enhance you by just physically being there but I want to bring something to your life as well Mm -hmm. if it's sort of financial security if it's just camaraderie um if it's the fact of you know having a family go based off of that and not necessarily lead on what you think should be set preferences kind of have like a broad open scope while also triggering on the ones that you think might be important wow you said it all perfectly said it can be profound sometimes okay Ash. As, I sit, as I sit here alone no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys for listening and we will catch you on the next episode thank you for listening to our podcast if you're an Ashley out there or know an Ashley or hell if you're not an Ashley we would love to hear from you Send us your feedback on this episode as well as any questions or suggestions for future episodes. You can reach us on our social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram at CallingAllAshley. Or if you want to kick it old school, you can send us an email at our Gmail account at CallingAllAshleys at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you on the next episode.